You're listening to Nikisha King Podcast, Leading Her Way, Episode 13. Do you have a dream or a mission or a fire that has ignited inside of you to create an amazing business that can grow and scale? But at the same time, you don't want to sacrifice your life, your family, relationships, or values in building this dream. If this is you, welcome to the Nikisha King Podcast, Leading Her Way. In listening to this podcast, you'll learn how to dream big without limitations and create a business that will allow you to grow and scale while doing the things you love. You'll learn how to grow your team organically with the right systems in place. And you'll learn how to stop playing it small and start living your true vision. I'm your host and certified confidence coach, Nikisha King Hidago. I'm ready to take you on an exciting journey and share my pivotal moments as an entrepreneur and leader in building the Nikisha King brand. Are you ready to be invigorated, be seen and heard, evolve, and become resilient on your unique journey? Then join my guest and me every Tuesday as we share tremendous aha moments in our business journey and all the moments we endured to get where we are today. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to the Nikisha King Podcast. Today, I'm going to keep continuing our conversation of fear of failure, fear of success, because I feel like this is something I want to talk about, and I want to help you understand the different ways it shows up. And fear of success sounds like an imaginary idea, like who's scared of success? But it shows up and it shows up at different levels. It shows up at the beginning if you're doing well. It shows up in the middle when you are doing well. It shows up when you make the million dollars. It shows up because it's doubt, is the fear. It's just fear, period. And what that means is as you, wherever you are in your business journey, it's going to show up because what we define success as is really the challenge. What is your definition of success? So when I think of success, I used to think of it as more money, more revenue, right? More power to live a freedom or a free life where I can do anything. And I still think of it in that way, but not so much. And when you think about more money, you think about more work, more tasks, more things to do to generate that money. So if you still hold that definition of success, and let me give you a Google definition. In looking up Google's, the definition of success, it's the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, right? It's so simple. It's just an accomplishment. The aim or purpose is defined by you. It's that story, that narrative. So if you're telling yourself that my aim is to earn this much revenue, right? That's what you want to accomplish. You may also be telling yourself that in order for me to accomplish that, I have to do so much more. And if I have to do so much more as a solopreneur, aka entrepreneur who works by themselves and wears all the hats, 
I'm not able to do that? How can I do more when I hardly can do what I'm doing now? And if you are playing that narrative, that's why the fear of success shows up because you're scared of having to do more with limited resource yourself, right? So fear of success is that. It's how you define the word success from your narrative, and then you're applying that into what's happening. And as a business strategist in helping female business owners grow their business and scale their team or just to help them transition from a solopreneur to a business owner, and there is a difference. That idea of success needs to be a little shaken up. So let's define that today. Success is accomplishing an aim or a goal. And in accomplishing that aim or goal, it can be anything you want it to be. And as of now, people correlate the aim and goal as money. So their accomplishment is to raise a certain amount of money to live a comfortable life. And that's how I, when I was younger in my business, defined success. If I make this much money, this would be better, right? And I think today we hear a lot of stories about people who earn a lot of money and things just change, but I don't know. It does give them freedom and they can do more of what they love. Some people, it gives them freedom to be more annoying and a pain. And it does have power. Currency has power. We see it. We understand it. But there's other ways to have aims and goals that can still generate revenue for you without making revenue the number one spot, the number one priority. So in listening to Alex Harmozy, Brooke Costillo, Steve Bartlett, he's the Diary of the CEO person, podcaster, and realizing the people they interview, the people they speak to, how they speak, they speak differently. You know, Alex Hormozzi is very much, you have to do the work. If you don't do the work, you're never going to make it. And I get what he's saying. He's sometimes for him in his journey, he had to like fall to his sleeping on a couch situation to get where he is. That was his journey. Brooks was never that journey. She was married. She was working on weight. She learned something. She never slept on anyone's couch, but she still made 50 mil. Steve Bartlett, insecurity and not believing in himself, having so many doubts, he still was able to rise. Everyone has their own journey, but they also have their definition of aim and purpose. And when they started out, it might have been money, but something shifted in all of their lives. They realize money is not the priority, but it's the value they give. And in listening to them now in their current state, I didn't know them in their prior state. That is what they're teaching, and they don't realize it even when they're telling you about money. It's the value. Brooke's very clear about it. It's the value you give. So when you're thinking about success, Money is not the primary spot, it's secondary. The value you're giving, the service you're providing is where that money 
comes to play. When you show up and you give value, and it can be so small, a listening ear is valuable. When I listen to my clients when I'm coaching and I ask questions that allow them to dig deeper, there's value in that because in those moments, they are having these humongous shifts and all they're doing is answering themselves. And when they have those shifts, they can't reverse it. And that's where they get value from our relationship. And if they get value from our relationship, revenue is, it's there. It's going to happen. It happens because they're like, Nikisha, I require this. I need your help to get to point B. So we have an agreement. They invest in me. And then I take that investment to invest in others by marketing, getting more people in so I can be of value. So the success that I define for my brand and myself is how much value can I give? The more value I give, my legacy is done. It's taken care of because sometimes my success is not tied to cash value. It's tied to the reputation that I have, the integrity that people know me for. So when I show up in my intentional being and fully aware of how am I helping People see me in another light. They go, wow, that's different. I'm not used to that. I don't know what this is, but this was good. And they go, she's a person of integrity and respect. And I can, that is like cash to me. That is a value. And when people can see that, then they see my kids because my kids are a reflection of who I am. They see my household. They see the way I am with the people I love. And then they go, oh, she's not like this with me only, but with the people she loves. And if I'm not one of the people in her family, her blood relative, and she treats me this way, then she's capable of treating so many other people this way. Therefore, I'm going to share her with so many more people. And then my value of helping others increase and my revenue increases. That's why my revenue is secondary, but my primary is value. When I was younger, my primary was revenue. What can I do in my business to make more money? How can I get people more into the door? But here's the thing. When they come through your door and you're not ready for them, that's going to be another challenge. That's where things can get really dicey. So when money, revenue is your priority, it can literally mess things up a little bit because you're doing actions to get more money in, but your value of what you're giving may not be the best or it just might not be there or intentional Therefore, things can feel murky at times. Have you ever invested? I know I have over 2000 depending where you are. But even $500 can be a thing. Have you ever invested in something you thought you expected to be a luxury experience? But when you did it, it felt like this is crappy. Like, this is nothing I was expecting. If you had those thoughts, one, 
they're your thoughts because someone else could have an amazing experience. Two, then I start to look at, did the company offering the service at this price range tell me their value, help me understood how they were helping me in my pain point? Did they convey that really well, that giving them that investment was okay? It didn't feel murky. And for me, that was a thing in the past. When I invested money in a service and I didn't know how that person was going to help my pain point, it felt like a waste. It felt like, this is crappy. I felt used. Have you ever felt used? I felt used. And I never spoke to that person or business again because I didn't want to ever experience that again. And that's what I'm talking about. That's when your number one is revenue because you're missing out on giving value to your client. And here's the thing. When I had that session with that person, They never followed up. They never checked in because to them, value wasn't the primary. Money was. I was another dollar sign. And that made me have thoughts. And every business owner has the, they have the right to do whatever they want with their business. But I have the right to invest in that business. And As a business owner, I truly believe when you stop looking at cash as your priority, the value you give will be so much more received, accepted, and repeated. So I want you to think about that. I want you to consider value as your priority. And let's see. Let me see how I can help you see it in another light. You have a talent And in having a talent, you see it. You have a talent and having that talent, you can see it. It shows up in so many ways. There is a friend in the world who's really good at haircuts, hairstyling, or some form of hair. And the friend that I have have thought about opening or even starting a service where she cuts hair, but she's always holding back because of her fear to succeed or to fail. And this is part of her talent. And as she, not as, but if she starts, she can actually be so dynamic in a world that's so male heavy. She has the ability to try something, test it out. If she enjoys it, learn from others, and grow and grow her skill into becoming famous, known hairstylist. But she would never know that possibility because she didn't start because of her fear of either failing or succeeding. Sometimes when I think of failing and succeeding in regards to business, it feels like the same thing. You know what I mean? Because people are scared to fail, but they're really scared. It's like weird. It just feels the same, but it's not, I guess. But you let me know. But 
what I'm trying to say is this person can become valuable in many ways by the things she does because she has other gifts. The skill she has of cutting here is the skill. But when someone sits in her seat and how she makes them feel and how she takes care of them is the value she gives them. Maybe people will just come to her because they want to be cared for. And that's the value she gives. Value is not the skill you do. For example, I have a design agency. The skill is we have designers who can design amazing works of art. But the value I give is how I take care of my clients and I do everything, mail things out, assemble things. We take care of everything so they don't have to. That's where they receive value. So the question I have for you, in building your business, how do you want to offer value? What is it you can do to help your customer or client with their pain points? How do you make value? number one, and not number two. Because you've seen or you've experienced and may have not as of yet the company that has cash as its number one priority. You've had feelings where you've invested and felt murky or uncared for because value wasn't number one for that brand. And if that's the experience you want to give, then one, Definitely keep money as your priority, as your goal, right? The accomplishment of a goal or aim, keep that aim as cash. And you possibly would give murky experiences. Hence the reason when you see those reviews and they fluctuate, sometimes it comes from that place. But if you don't want to have an inconsistent or murky experience, or give that to your clients, move value to number one and revenue cash to number two. And if you do that, oh my goodness, your world's about to get rocked. But don't be scared of that either, aka fear of success, because you will be giving the resources you need from a value standpoint, to maintain that success, to grow. You have everything you need in your orbit at this moment to be successful. You just have to see it and pay attention to it. But that's a whole nother podcast, seeing the unknown, right? Or the unseen. So Fear of success is a thing. It's a thing because when you think of the word success, you define it as making money. And when you see it as making money, you think you have to do more to make that money. You think you have to do backflips, front flips, side flips, and a lot more to make that money. But what you're not realizing, the accomplishment of an aim or goal, that aim can be giving value in abundance. And if I'm giving value in abundance, revenue will come. If I give value in abundance, success is not fearful because at this moment in time, it just is, right? If I can see my client's pain point really clear because I know who they are, giving value is easy. 
it's so easy. But I can say it's easy because I'm here. But five years ago, it was hell hard. So let me join you five years ago where it was hard. And let me help you understand what is value. What is being of value to others? So as a stationary company in the past, as of now, we're a graphic design house. So we do graphic designs and branding. But when I started, I was a stationer. I did wedding invitations. That's what I specialized in. And in specializing in that, when I started, I didn't know value because money was my priority. And when a client came to me and they told me what they wanted, all I heard was paper goods, color schemes, wording, and that was it. And I would put a number on that to do that service. And I only put the number, not the service part, not the design part, but on the paper and printing part. So if my cost was 50 bucks, I charged 100. We call it Keystone. And therefore, that was it. That's what I did. And I constantly heard paper, colors, wording. (laughs) And that's what I gave. And that wasn't valuable because that wasn't their pain point. Their pain point is I want it to be amazing. I want people to have a great experience when they open my invitation. I want them to be excited. But I didn't hear any of that. I just heard paper, color, and wording. And when I started to do my shift and I was in my sales group, and I was like, be of value. That's part of, there's a formula that we learn. And of course, my value in that moment were my features. Well, I can, I can have different paper options, different color options, different wording options. But Nikisha, those are the features of what you do. How is it valuable? And I was like, it's not. It's just paper, right? That's what they all think of. I was with them on that. But as time grew and I got really uncomfortable, I learned the value of my service to the industry I serve now, which are planners. It's not about paper and color and words. It's about, I don't want to do this. And these are my planners, the the people I serve. I don't want to take care stationary. I don't want to ship it. I don't want to mail it. But I want to offer this to my clients. I want to be there for them but I don't want to do it. And my planners are like, I don't even know what the timeline is. Half of the times they're scurrying because they missed the timeline of RSVP, day is stationary, wording. And for them, it's painful. So now I am aware of their pain point. So what I do is I take all of that off of their plate and I work exclusively with planners because I love, I love long-term relationships, but I like to serve them in that way. I go, you are offering your clients the stationary in-house design service, and they love that because now it's custom and personalized to them, and they don't need to go out and try to figure that out on their own. 
But my planners get to offer that. And when they offer that now, they go, Nikisha, thank you for taking this off of my plate. I don't, I'm so happy I don't have to do this. I don't have to manage RSVPs. And I go, I got you. That is the value I give. And now we can come up with a design, paper colors and wording, but they don't have to have that pain with it. And it's not painful for me because I've been doing it for 13 years. This is easy. I have a team. I sit down, we go through designs, and we work it out. So with that, now I am a value to my planners, to their clients, to my design team, to the people who work with me and partner with me. So this is what I mean by success. The success that I have today is manageable because I've grew a team. I have resources. I have everything I need. They just came. They were never given to me, never easy. Nothing's easy, but they were just available when I needed it because I was observing what I needed. And I would just go, Hmm, I'd like a team member to help me with design because I don't want to do it anymore. And people will just come into my loop and I go, I got it. Thank you. Hi, would you like to become part of this team that I'm growing? As you go on your journey, the color of the hat you're wearing, aka the perception you have, will color your vision. It will maybe block you from seeing the possibilities. Or it will show you the possibilities. I use hat because I'm reading the book Limitless and there's color hats, but your lens, I should say your glasses you're wearing. I like that better because if you're wearing black shady glasses that can't really see too much, (laughs) you're not seeing the possibilities. But if you're wearing these yellow bright glasses that just sees a world of possibilities. Listen, success is a thing that has value to it. And there will no longer be fear of success. So I hope this podcast helped you shift a little bit in your idea of what success is and Fear of success is a thing, but it's a thing you can overcome. So join me on the success train. Make a small, simple step today that will help you build a legacy for your future generation. Have a great day and thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for spending time with me today. And if you received an aha moment in today's episode, hit the follow button and share a review. But more importantly, if you have a friend who will truly benefit from today's episode, click the three dots and share this link via text. You never know how this small action can help someone tremendously. See you next Tuesday and have an amazing day.